everybody, welcome to another episode of the Daily Underswell. I'm your host, Derek Sabori. You're tuned in to a semi-daily podcast where I cover sustainability stories revolving around brands, personalities, and businesses, and just great things that are happening in the consumer lifestyle space. And I would imagine you're a consumer just like me, and I hope to get the sustainability stories that are in my inbox because this is what I do. I'm a sustainability consultant, a sustainability professional, and I believe that there's too many stories here that are too business-to-business facing. And I want these stories in your hands because you're the ones that are making the decisions, spending your dollars on products, and too often I hear that people are stuck or they didn't know the great things that so many different brands are doing. So let's dive right in and talk to them uh, or talk about some of these things. First thing that I've got here on the site or in my um, in my queue is a program. And this is actually a year old. I thought it was still worth mentioning, though. It was called the New Denim Project by Iris Textiles. Iris Textiles was doing some really neat things with upcycled um, denim scraps. And this is a process where cutting room scraps or um, or denim that has been used is reprocessed into new yarns. And so for the brand that I helped co-found and that we're still building, it's called Cosm. That's what we do as well. We use upcycled cotton scraps and mix them in with recycled polyester. The system we use is called Recover. You can look up them, Recover Textiles, an amazing product. And that was an unintentional plug for our brand, but this one, this is West Elm was doing it. And they did a collaboration here with Whole Foods where they teamed up with Whole Foods Market and Guatemalan Textile Group, the new denim project, to create a collection of cotton goods made with premium upcycled denim. This was part of their joint effort to alleviate poverty in Guatemala and around the world. A dollar of the purchase price for each item benefits nonprofit Whole Planet Foundation. Now, I'm not too sure. I, I didn't look up Whole Planet Foundation. Unfortunately, this is an old story. These products are no longer available. So that's an irrelevant one. But let's keep an eye on it. They've got this really nice little video, too, that talks about um, the, the story. It says, sustainability is not only a trend, it's our obligation. You can learn more about how West Elm partnered. It says they teamed up with Whole Foods Market and the New Denim Project. And they have this nice little video. You can hear the music playing in the background. They're turning denim scraps into premium upcycled table linens and accessories. So if you want to check out that video, go check it out. It's on YouTube on the West Elm channel. Let's see here. Have you guys heard of a company or an organization called Rank a Brand? Um, Rank a Brand recently put out some news about cotton. They wanted to let people know which organizations, which brands fared well when it came to their cotton commitments. And so Rank a Brand says that only a few brands are actually upholding their sustainability commitments. And um, in fact, this cotton ranking report was a new independent research that was done, it says, by Pesticide Action Network in the UK, Solidaridad and WWF, World Wildlife Foundation. It says that, or they found that the majority of international companies using most cotton globally are failing to deliver on cotton sustainability. 
So that's one set of news. But what I wanted to do is showcase the ones that are doing something because it says, and this might surprise you, it doesn't surprise me anymore, but it says just eight companies out of 37 made it out of the red zone in the ranking research that was conducted by Rankabrand. And you can check out Rankabrand's site. And this is Rankabrand doing, going out and finding the information they can on, um, on brands. It's one of Europe's, says it's one of Europe's largest brand comparison sites on sustainability and corporate social responsibility. But it says that only home furnishing giant IKEA, who topped the ranking score in the green zone, without a 12, with a 12 out of a maximum 19.5 points. CNA got a 9, H&M got a 9, um, Adidas got a 7.75, and then in the yellow zone, um, you had Nike, 6.75, Marks & Spencer, the VF Corporation, Caring, those are on the orange zone. It says another 29 companies fall in the red zone and appear to do virtually nothing on cotton sustainability. So contrary to what a lot of um, typical consumers believe it's actually some of the biggest corporations that are doing some of the heavy lifting and doing some of the most work. It says while around 10 to 13 percent of global cotton sustainable cotton supply can be classed as more sustainable, so did you hear that? 10 to 13 percent of the global supply can be classed as more sustainable. Less than a fifth of this amount is actually being used as more sustainable cotton products, with the rest being sold as conventional due to lack of demand. That's where we come in. We need to search out, look for companies and brands and products that are committed to doing things better. So Pan UK, Solidaridad, and WWF are calling on all companies using large volumes of cotton to set, report, and deliver on time-bound targets for cotton sustainability. And um, so they point out that points were assessed and um, calculated for sourcing and using Better cotton, cotton made in Africa, organic, and fair trade cotton. The four standards that were judged to be sustainable for this research project. So look for those labels on anything that you are buying that has cotton, which is many things in your life. Um, how about this? Plastic pollution, huge issue. We know it is. I think I've reported on it in uh, other stories. I'll continue to report on it. But it says this is on the... Um, oh, and I'm sorry, that last article... The cotton ranking report was on the WWF website, which is www.panda.org. Um, next one came comes from Innovation Forum, Events and Insight for Sustainability. This is an article under the Seafood and Oceans section. It says that innovative use of beach plastic is welcome, but the most effective and simple answer requires a shift in existing consumption-based business models. So... This talks about um, the fact that there is the use of plastic has jumped 20-fold in the last 50 years, it says. It's set to double again in the next 20. By the middle of the century, if trends continue, we could be producing more than three times as much plastic, which is used in everything from car making to packaging, and, do, and that would be three times as much as we did in 2014. So at the end of life, a third of all plastic, a third of it produced, does not go through proper collection systems, and much of that ends up in the ocean ecosystems or washed up on beaches as a stark visual representation of the worst form of human impact on the natural environment. So um, I believe that. I've seen it with my own eyes. There's a lot of research, some great movies, but on the right side, the computer giant Dell is the latest company to attempt to find a solution to the problem. 
In Haiti, it is making use of plastic litter picked up from the beaches, and it is turning it into recycled packaging. So anybody buying a Dell XPS 13 laptop will receive it packaged using a tray that is 25% ocean plastic. And that is great. And that's one thing um, I'm actually interested to see who's doing the ocean plastic recycling for packaging. I know there are companies that are doing it for fibers um, in the textile space. So I'll have to do some research on this. The company is even putting an image of a whale on the boxes to make the link to the ocean plastic waste story and hopes to take around 8,000 kilograms of plastic out of the oceans and off beaches. So check out this site, innovation-forum.co.uk to learn more. Um, it says, oh, this is in, in conjunction with the Plastic Pollution Coalition, great, um, great organization, no nonprofit. Diana Cohen, CEO and co-founder of the Plastic Pollution Coalition, certainly applauds Dell's pioneering new solutions to reduce ocean plastic, but she doesn't see it as a long-term solution. She argues that the problem with making all of our consumer goods from plastic and recycled plastic is that it creates more demand for it, allows business as usual, and does not contribute to source reduction. She says that recycled plastic items will again become a waste issue. The plastic will photodegrade over time, which means it breaks into microplastics that will again poison our oceans and make their way up the food chain, she says. And she uh, says instead there is a call for stemming the flow of plastic getting into our oceans in the first place. So this article also talks about cutting out single-use plastic, which is a very novel concept. I say that in, uh, in jest. It's easy to cut out single-use plastic. Avoid your plastic water bottles. Don't take a straw if you don't need it. Don't take your plastic forks if you don't need it. It's a crazy um, habit that we have all gotten into. Let's break it. Um, how about a couple of events that are coming up, If you're, especially if you're in the Southern California area? The um, BSR conference, a business leadership conference, is actually happening on October 24th through 26th in Huntington Beach, California. The BSR conference says they are the leading event for collaboration and action on sustainable business. It's one of the most important annual gatherings dedicated to finding solutions to our most pressing global challenges. Every year, nearly 1,000 sustainable business experts from Fortune 5,000 companies, as well as leading foundations, nonprofit organizations, and government gather for an unparalleled networking experience. So um, maybe you're not one of the part of the Fortune 500 companies. Maybe you're just an individual who wants to buy a ticket and go check out what is happening and who these speakers are. We've got some great speakers um, already listed. They've got um, the president, uh, let's see, the president of the Google Foundation, uh, the president and CEO of TripAdvisor, uh, and more. So always an interesting, um, you'll, you'll hear a lot of interesting perspectives. The senior director for responsible sourcing from Target will be there. Who, uh, what other brands do I recognize? Uh, the B team will be there. Um, so check it out. Also coming up in this summer i believe the heart series are you guys familiar with that one you can buy a ticket now there's still early availability this is actually in february of 2018 but tickets are already on sale and the tickets uh, prices will just continue to go up but um this it says who should attend you shouldn't you should attend this conference if you are an entrepreneur org or a brand leader interested in how your business can make a bigger impact 
The Heart Series is a two-day event featuring facilitated discussions with thought leaders from today's most impactful companies. It's uh, in February of 2018, and it says that right now it's somewhere in sunny Southern California that will provide an open and inviting space for a connection. So keep you posted, but check out their site, theheartseries.com. Um, speaking of events, this uh, I found this on Ecosalon, which is just ecosalon.com. This article by Jill Ettinger, it says, LA's third annual fair trade fashion show tackles slavery and human trafficking. Not a fun topic, um, but this is, uh, this is a positive thing. It says, this is dressed to save, shop the clothes. I'm looking at the flyer now. It's uh, had organic linen Dina tea um, by, let's see, it was an organic, the model is wearing an organic linen tea by Amor Vert. Circle shorts by a company called Groceries Apparel. I've seen them, check them out. There's another product here from Hands Producing Hope. That's the necklace. She's wearing another necklace by Natalie Frigo. And then a vegan wedge shoe by a company called NAE. So we'll have to check these out and um, see. But it said the fashion industry is synonymous with excise, <laughs> excise, with excess, indulgence, and Kardashian-like superficiality. But a few forward-thinking visionaries hope to change that. One such hopeful is Sika Schmitz, founder and curator of the award-winning website Bead and Real, an ethical LA-based boutique. So let's check them out. Bead and Real, that's B-E-A-D and Real. Later this month, Bead and Real will host its third annual fair trade fashion show in Los Angeles, highlighting makers who are changing an industry tied not to just the superficialities and body image issues connected to high fashion, but also to the environmental degradation and human rights violations like the horrific working conditions that include child and slave labor and human trafficking that she says are rampant in the industry. So this is a um, interview with, with, um, with Miss Schmitz, with Sika Schmitz. So you can learn more about the fashion show and um, the people involved. I went to the website Fair Trade Fashion Show. It is actually July 29th in Los Angeles. So you can still get tickets and go check this out. So that is coming up. That's a cool thing. Um, also, the 8th Annual Women in Green Forum is in August, August 30th in Los Angeles. So this is a conference for, I guess, for women. It says the Women in Green Forum has emerged as the premier conference series highlighting women's impact on the environmental, environmental industry. From the White House to Fortune 500 company leaders, our annual program features the environmental industry's brightest and most innovative speakers. The mission of the Women in Green Forum, it says, is to create a venue for sustainability professionals to develop the skills necessary for professional success, to promote women's leadership across the environmental industry, and to channel our efforts on building a better world where both genders have equal access to and are involved in leadership and decision making. So if you're in the area in August and you want to get involved, go to the website women in green forum let's see here do i have anything else so the other thing i like to do is um i'm going to start doing we're at about the 15 minute mark like i always say i try to keep these short so you can just do bite size um bits you can get the information get caught up to speed get your water cooler talk talk to your friends talk to your npr friends about sustainability and sound like you are in the know which you will be if you stay tuned into the show but what I like to do is I like to highlight somebody or some thing or some brand that is doing something unique. 
This is a little bit of a, um, a little bragging issue, but we were lucky enough to go to the Jack Johnson show at the Hollywood Bowl last night, Sunday evening, and it was amazing. Not only was it amazing, it's an amazing venue. Jack Johnson is amazing, but right when you walked in, you um, you were greeted by some gr- greeters wearing green shirts, and they have, I don't know if you've seen his All at Once Foundation. I'm going to play it a little bit in the background, um, but Jack Johnson... He's got people that are giving out free mugs. It's an individual action multiplied by millions creates global change is what he says. All at once is a social action network providing information, tools, and motivation for individuals who want to become active in their local and world community. So awesome that Jack Johnson, um, he wasn't just giving away these reusable cups. You had to go earn them. And so there's an app that we all downloaded. It was the All at Once app. And... You had to go do something, um, look into either giving back, you captured your commitment, You they had water refill stations, a reusable pint program, they had pl- um, a plastic straw station where they were telling you the impacts of plastic straws, giving you re- reusable straws, a recycle station, you got credits for traveling by alternative methods, all these great nonprofits there, Surfrider was there, the Algalita Foundation was there, um, Carbon Offsets. But basically, you had this little passport, and once you went to the station, learned something, engaged with somebody, or engaged with the um, the station there, then you took your snapshot, scanned it, got your stamp, and then you earned your your cups. Awesome way to not just give away free stuff. You had to get engaged. You left there having learned something. We took a picture and um, made some commitments that said, "I will re I will." Use reusable beverage containers. I will reuse my cup at the show. I will compost my food waste, and I will use reusable shopping bags. So those were the four of us in my family. Those are the commitments we we made. Easy to do. Um, you then did a hashtag with all it um, hashtag A A O plastic pollution. I believe it was or A A O local food. So just a great way to bring um, Jack's fans and visitors together. He's do, he does this all throughout his tour, I believe, and um, i just like to give a little shout-out and a salute to Jack Johnson for not just going about business as normal, but he's always reminding people that it's important to get involved, think about the future of our planet and our, uh, and our species. How about that? So I'll leave you with that. Jack Johnson will go out uh, with this little song that he's got on his YouTube channel, this is the all at once Jack Johnson song, but um, have a great day. Go check it out. Support artists and brands that are doing great things. He says, make a choice for the environment every time you make a purchase. I believe that. That's why we're doing this show. Check back at the next episode. Have a great day. <laughs>